Hello, hello, hello. Good morning again, everybody. So today is uh, February 27, uh, 2024. It's about 6.30 in the morning. Heading to work. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Ready Player One. Uh, I had always wanted to see the movie, but it was never out anywhere to watch it. Uh, I didn't see it in theaters. Uh, I know it's... I don't know. See, I don't know. I don't know what the hype was for the movie. Uh, if there was much hype. I don't know if it was... Uh, like, ooh, it's a must-see for nerds. Uh, um, but I watched it. Like, And I actually was kind of excited to watch it. Because I was like, damn, I finally get to watch it. It's on Netflix. And I finally get to watch it from start to finish and I gotta tell you what I didn't know like I kind of seen clips of it online and I've kind of heard about it I knew it was about video games obviously you could tell from the title Ready Player One but I didn't know what the story was and I'm gonna tell you what the story is pretty predictable now I didn't I didn't hate the movie but um I literally could see like the whole plot of the movie like before it unfolded and I was like really like this is like the most generic story I've ever seen um aside from the story being very very generic like you've seen this movie you've seen this story played out a hundred different times um, aside from that, I mean, like, the, there's a lot of cameos, like, oh, King Kong in there is Mechagodzilla, obviously I was like, oh, I didn't know King Kong was in this movie, um, I knew Mechagodzilla was, but I didn't know King Kong, they had the Iron Giant, they had Gundams, uh, like, maybe on that aspect, it kind of was dope. They kind of just took, like, liberty to do whatever they want. They had the Chiefs in there. I mean, there's the Turtles in there. I think Batman was in there. I'm, like, almost positive I saw something from Star Wars. I'm almost positive that, like, I got wind of, like, a hundred different things. Um, on that end of it, that was kind of cool to see all of that. But the story to me was kind of whack. Like, don't have anybody tell you otherwise that the story wasn't whack. The story was just... was there. Like... I don't know how many times I've seen that story where the guy... leaves clues like there's some sort of a crumb um, breadcrumb trail um that to me kind of reminds me of like the declaration of independence or the mummy and and then there was like oh you have to solve a riddle like with it like i was like oh, okay and then there's a the part of the story where it's like 
oh, the guy, the two inventors of the video games, or the guy, I don't know, the one guy kind of wants to give the game back to the people, and the other guy kind of wants to just monopolize it. Uh, how many times has that played out in theaters, in the movies? Like, you, you just, like, and I just knew, I was like, oh, that guy's the bad guy, obviously he's. He didn't even have a logic to do it. He was just like, oh, we're going to make so much money because we're going to do this. And he's like, we're going to win this competition. And he had all the resources and he failed anyways. Like, like damn, like, isn't that the fucking the exact story of um, uh, Big Fat Liar or uh, I can't think of the movie where Blank Check or... or uh, not necessarily Home Alone, but I mean, isn't that the story of like every fucking movie ever? Like, just the story was just kind of like very predictable. Oh, it was just very predictable. It, not that again, I didn't hate the movie. It just was like yeah, it was just I, I can see why maybe not a lot of people watched it because I don't think a lot of people watched. It. I don't know anybody that watched it actually. And I just watched it only because it was on Netflix. The I, the whole thing. Now, it, again, like there, there's a lot of cool cameos. There's a lot of. Uh, I mean, the CGI wasn't too bad. It was made to look like a video game. Uh, but I just thought also like supposedly they had been looking for these keys, and nobody could figure it out. And then the guy just randomly figured it out like. They should have. This seems like, and I tell you exactly what. It seems like it should have been made in like a two-part movie, because it was a really long movie. It was like two and a half hours. It seems like they could have made it into like a two-parter, and they kind of were like, no, we need to put it all together in one movie because this is gonna be it, and that's what you got. Like, they figure out all these keys, and they figure out the meaning of games, and they figure out the meaning of life. Like the whole in the whole time frame, like the movie just ends. Nah, nah, it doesn't just end like ooh, so sad, but it just it ends like that's the finale to it. Like I don't even know if there could be a part two, even if they wanted to. So, like again, like I was just like okay, this is um done like I didn't I thought maybe they were and that's what I kind of felt like it should have been broken up into two movies like he should have like gotten like the first key or two and then the third one the third key should have been a whole another movie um the shining you know they had I mean they had a lot of stuff in their movie um and again I just felt like it was really the story was kind of eh and it seemed a little like rushed. I don't know, like I I I, I love I love the CGI. They they did they spent I probably all the budget on that. That's what I'm thinking. Like they were like, fuck the story, fucking making any sort of like sick twisted plots or a betrayal here or there. Um cause the love story in there was kind of whatever too. It didn't really the people only get FaceTime a little bit. The 
the, in the reality, in virtual reality, in the oasis or whatever they call it, they're together a lot, but not in real life. So I think they could have built that a little bit more. Like, they should have met online in the oasis in the second half of the movie. Like, you know, meet in real life. And then in the second movie, you know, maybe the betrayal or maybe at the end of the first movie, a betrayal happens. Like, maybe she teams up with the fucking bad guys. And then he's like, no, this can't be. You know, and then in the second movie, you find out that, you know, maybe she just couldn't allow him to win at all and she was going to use the bad guys to her advantage and then ultimately she wins it but you know apart from the company you know that would have been a better story there should have been a betrayal in there somewhere but that kind of it was kind of straightforward and kind of like okay this is the bad guy He's... and then I don't know they they kind of like they tricked him into believing he was in the real world well, he was still in the virtual reality. I mean, that was... They didn't tap into that at all. Only that one little scene. Uh, I mean, there's just things that they just... I, I just felt like it could have been done a little bit better. Just So, I mean, overall, like, I could just probably give it like a seven. Maybe a six and a half. Between six and a half and seven. It wasn't that bad of a movie, but it wasn't that good either. Uh, I kind of feel like if you're watching it... And you're like watching it for some like cool shit. If you don't, that's the that's the saving grace of the whole movie. If they didn't have so many random characters in there, it's not cool at all. The movies actually would be stupid if it was just straightforward, like without everything I mentioned. King Kong, Turtles. I think Batman was in there. I think they mentioned the Millennium Falcon. There's you know. There's like a million things. Mega Godzilla, Gundams, Dino Dragon. If they if you take all of that out, which is the CGI part, which is the parts I liked, and you just had a story and he had to play a video game and it was just like they were in like a simulator and you didn't see all that other stuff, the movie would be terrible. The movie would have been complete dog shit. And and I kinda of feel like like that that I think that that kind of um, that thought process was in the making of the movie. Like, look, the story is subpar. Like, it's pretty generic. Like, they could have just... You could have just copied and pasted a random story and that would have been it. Um, and then, like, they were like, okay... Story is only so-so. We are going to focus on all this other cool shit and adding ad-lib lines to the movie. And they were people. Probably the decision was like, okay, well, instead of adding just one or two cameos, let's add like a ton. And then they were like, yes, this is the way. And I think that's where the movie is got the best qualities of it. I think. Um. To be honest, that's what I was like. Oh, okay, that's all of that's cool. You got to see the the Halo people, Master Chief. Um, I mean, there's just a ton, a ton of cameos in there. 
or just like things you would see if you're a video gamer or anything in the tech subculture or a movie buff or like they had a ton of that shit but overall, I mean, the story kind of... And that, that really drags it down because I kind of felt like this was pretty... And then they saw... They get the keys, like, really quick. Like, they solved the one and they saw two and three. Like, if that wouldn't have been done in the very jump. They made it seem like it was taking years to solve. Which, that should have been the case. They should have broken up the movie into two parts. It should have been Ready Player One and then Ready Player Two. Um... They should have broken it up into two. And it being like, okay, it took them like five years to get the first key. Like, the second key would have taken, you know, in the real world, maybe like three more years. And the betrayal being that much more deeper, you know. And then the final key, well, the final key was kind of just like, well, everybody kind of knew it. But there was the war. The war that was going to break it. They, they could have done it like that. That's what I feel like that should have happened. And not only should there have been a betrayal, I mean, some of the characters should have died off. Like, they had, he assembled a little team, but, like, it would have been better if he would have assembled the team. And then, like, one or two of the team members died, so then he had to get a new team member for the second part. It makes the betrayal, again, that much more deeper. Like, can he really forgive her? Can he really let her win? Can, you know, or something like that. Like, that would have made the movie fucking spot on but uh, they, they crammed it all in one movie and they kind of just they ignored the story a little bit and again it's not like bad uh, chat between the characters but it's just like the story is very predictable like you've seen this movie already 20 different times like it's just pretty the only that again, again like the if it wasn't for so much CGI and uh and all the cool shit you see in there, the movie would suck. It just would, it would suck. Um, but all of that stuff does make up for it a little bit. Because you could probably show this to a little kid and then like, you know, little kids, oh, I didn't know, you know, if a little kid is into the, the turtles all of a sudden. I didn't know the Ninja Turtles were in this movie for like five seconds. Or, oh my God, look at, there's the Gundams. Like, He's got a fight at the end or, you know, something of the nature like, like you wouldn't, like that would be kind of cool. Like Mega Godzilla was in there for like full blown three or four minutes or five minutes at the end and that was cool. King Kong was in there too, but I didn't know why they didn't bring King Kong back out at the end. Like I would have. You know, Mega God. I mean, maybe maybe that's going too far, but then there was an the Iron Giant that, you know, so all of that was kind of cool. Again, that was all of that was cool. And then there was like Terminator references when he fell into the lava. Uh, like that, that shit was cool to me. That was like, oh okay, I see where they're going with it. And you know, what have you? I just kind of feel like okay, like. They could have done a little bit more with the story. The story, the story was very generic, and I think like some of the, when, they, when they're doing that shit with the drones, I was like, "Yo, these people weren't doing it from like the like." You mean to tell me? I don't know that, that to me that again that was kind of like dumb. They didn't even be, need to be in there. Like they were trying to kill the guy in real life, and he failed. 
Like, are you serious? And then they try to get them. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I kind of sound like I'm dogging Ready Player One. Like, there was a lot of cool shit to it. It just wasn't... I was kind of like... I was kind of like I was watching Alita again. Alita had a lot of cool shit. And then again, I just kind of felt like... And they're supposed to make a part two. But I don't know. That's my uh, review of Ready Player One. Watch it if, if you can for free. It's a good little watch. It's rewatchability is low though. It's very low. Like I'd only watch it if somebody else was like, hey, or if they're watching it already. And I'd be like, oh, I didn't see that the first time I saw it. Like, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on all at the same time. There's the Oasis, the IOY, there's IROC, and there's... They don't even show who IROC is in real life. Maybe that's where they could go in part two if they ever make one. But I don't think they are. I don't... I don't it wasn't that good to make a part two. Uh, then they shut down the Oasis mandatory on Tuesdays and Thursdays, which I thought was pretty standard. Um... And then the guy survived the... Because he had an extra life coin. But nobody else had an extra life coin. As if those those were like super rare. I don't know. Um, but whatever. Again, they, there was a lot of stuff in there. They just kind of like glazed over. Because they were like, just get it done. That's what I think. There was, this was a rushed movie. like Not rushed, but maybe they... Somebody's seen, okay, we're going to make a little bit of money. But we're not going to make... Honestly, I don't think the movie did like billion dollars like I think they thinking it was going to make so I or you know even like six or seven hundred million you know on a budget of 180 million or whatever they spent I don't think they um, they made their money I think it was just they probably just broke even and they were like no we're going to shove the story shove a part two and I think that and that's okay I mean some movies are one offs you know nobody's going to be mad at them for doing I, I again I really love the CGI and the little cameos in there um, that's just what I thought was really cool um, but the rest of the movie was kind of just, eh, just whatever so. anyways I'll get this um, pause it right here we'll get back we'll talk a little bit something else and uh, we'll get another episode up Hang tight. All right, all right, so I'm back. I'm going to do a little bit of uh, talking here. Get this I'll get this episode kind of wrapped up and then probably loaded up in a few days because uh, I just did one, so. But let's review two, two songs. Um, as you well know, Knock Loose, everybody in the hardcore and metal world has becoming aware of knock loose now um and i've and i've been harping at it been fucking chirping at it like what the fuck is taking so long with this um once again i think knock loose probably one of the best bands out there right now and i'm just surprised that it's taking this long for people to realize this uh but it, it doesn't matter because it's happening 
before your eyes. And I just think all together through and through the, you know, I'm a heavy metal dude, a hardcore dude, a metalcore dude. If the music is good and the fucking violence is in the music and it's not boring, it doesn't sound like just garbled shit. Uh, there's some meaning behind it. If it's done the right way, it doesn't matter what spectrum you're on on the heavy genre. Uh, I don't even care what you classify yourself as. But it, like, if it's good, it's good. There's just no two two ways about it. Um, because I still love me uh, a lot of just very general metal music. And I always find songs that I gravitate towards. And I'm like, well, that's not typically what I would listen to. Or just, you know, things like that. But Knock Loose is hitting, has been hitting every note since I came across them several years back now. I mean, it's been... When did I first stumble upon Knock Loose? Um, Sometime in between Laugh Tracks... And, you know, the the EP before that. Uh, and, and as I was like, well, let me... And actually, Oblivion's Peak is probably one of their wildest songs that they've ever made. Um, that's the song that got me hook, line, and sinker. And I was like, yo, who the fuck is this? Uh, even though I was well aware of them, I just didn't, didn't listen to their stuff, like, regularly. But once Oblivion's Peak hit... Uh, and I was like, yo, this is heavy, but it's also, it's like, got everything that I want into it. It's got everything I want in the song. It's just the first licks of the guitar just go dumb. They go ape shit. And, and then I took a gander at the rest of the album and I was like, and the album before, or the, you know, the collection of songs before that, um, with Billy Nomates and all them. You know, uh, all of that shit beforehand. You know, and it's just like it's been, it's just been hitting. It's been hitting for a minute now, and it's just like, you know, like pop culture is the EP. Uh, all my friends, you know. There's just, there's just shit. I mean, there's just, there's just, damn, like, I don't know. They've just been hitting. Knockloose has been hitting since I became aware, since I became self-aware of them. Now, with that said, you know, we've got, you know, a different shade of blue, which was on another level. They ramped it up. They did everything that they were doing. And By the Grave, to me, is one of the greatest metal songs hardcore songs because it's not your typical hardcore song but that goes all the way back to what I feel is like the old school classic metal that you that I came you know Sepultura I just actually went and listened to Sepultura uh, Chaos 80 
in its entirety the other day because I was like, you know what? I hadn't listened to it in such a long time. Um, Sepultura is, is such a phenomenal band, man. I mean, like, my brother probably hasn't listened to Sepultura in, I don't know, 10 years. But me and him can discuss Sepultura being like, you know, their their influence on metal just in general and just the, the influence goes all the way. It goes into the hardcore scene. You know, Throwdown is like, covers... I mean, that touches me all the way here in Fontana, California. And they're from all the way from fucking uh, Brazil or wherever they're from. And it's like, damn, like, the, the influence is shed on me. But then, you know, I've been on a on a rampage on dissing bands lately. And I'm fucking fed up with, uh, you know, bands that exist now. Like, yeah, I'm just, I'm fucking pissed. But, I mean, I'll touch on that maybe after I talk about this. But you listen to By the Grave uh, by Knock Loose. And I just, like, dude, it just takes me back all the way to when I first ever heard of, like, a Slayer. Or when I first ever heard of fucking Sepultura. Or some of these big metal bands that were unfucking unreal in their fucking, you know, Pantera. Like, they're this unreal, untouchable fucking metal bands. You know, Fear Factory and, uh, you know, you know, Early Corn and, you know, some of these. That By the Grave just takes me back. Like, it's like a throwback song for me. But it's done new. But it's also got a fucking breakdown there. And it's also got everything that I love about Knock Loose in that. That's like probably one of my favorite songs on that off that album. Uh, Belleville. Uh, mistakes like fractures. I mean, I could go on and on and gush about knock loose. Then came, uh, you know, then came what? What was it called? Let me go pull up the name of it. Forget it real quick. Ah, uh, then came uh, a tear in the fabric of life. There we go. Again. The Terror in the Fabric of Life is EP. It's a little bit. wasn't um, very short. Uh, but again, it has some of the... the you see the... You see, at that point, I, I knew the band was growing beyond what anybody, you know, was aware of. Uh, I think Contorted in the Frail might be my favorite song on it. Because uh, it's got the wildest break, one of the wildest breakdowns in there. It just is, um, and it's just one of these things. Uh, I don't know. They, they they were just growing as a band, and to me, it's like, you know, I don't know. Like I don't know what ex- I don't know how to explain it. Like I see that like the the metal in me, the hardcore in me, the fucking. I hate pop music. I fucking hate. And this is like, this is it. This might be my last oorah, you know, before I dip out of Machine. You know, eventually it's going to end. I mean, I thought I was a few years ago, but then COVID hit, took it away from me. Bands stopped touring, it took it away from me. And, you know, dusting myself off. And just being able to do it still at, at a at this 
great age of 38. I could probably march on 50. Am I going to? No. Um, eventually, you tap out. Like, like every great athlete, you just tap out. Like, you know, my body is telling me different things these days. Um, I need sleep. I need, you know, I can't. I don't. I can't drink like I used to either. I can't drink an 18 pack and, and wake up the next day and be. I get hungover. I get. I feel sick all day. So you don't do those things. And Mashi and I can do it because I physically I can. And I don't have any bodily, but, you know, I take care of myself as well. I mean, I haven't been hit in the head in a minute, but again, going through a gauntlet of shows coming up and it's just like, well, you know, whatever. But, you know, I mean, if I can give the handoff to Knock Loose, you know, Kublai Khan... You know, all these up-and-coming bands that are probably going to take, take... I got cut off there. But anyways, if Knock Loose and Kublai Khan, all these bands can take the heavy music and run with it for the next 15, 20 years, I'd be all right with being like, okay, it's in great shape. The music genre that I've loved over the years, my whole life, I'll never leave metal. I might always go catch a show, you know... But just be in the bag, just chilling, just watching, just listening, you know. I might always wear black clothing. I might always just be, you know, the Satan side of myself. Um, the devilish side, the fucking... That's always going to be there. Like, I have a fucking long-standing hatred of most religions in the world. And that automatically classifies me as a Satanist and so be it like I'll take that flag and wave it around anyways uh, yeah I mean it is just you know moving past a tear in the fabric of life then you got the two song EP upon loss and deep in the willow and everything is quiet now uh, two tracks back to back just punishing straight punishing and now we get to blinding faith again you know I have a I have a long I've had a long standing hatred of religion I just and even going you know and it got heated during when Donald Trump was running for president you know a couple years ago now and when he ran against the religious people are just some of the sickest fucking people in the world. Um, and the institutions that... The bastardized institutions that claim to be Christian, Catholic, or Mormon, or whatever they claim to be. Uh, I could go all day about how they're fucked. Not a single fucking follower. Not a single fucking church... Uh, is living the fucking biblical as it's stated in the, is stated they're not living the biblical way of life um, feeding we have a homeless problem in this fucking country I see it every fucking day homeless people left and fucking right here in California in uh, the church is nowhere to be fucking found nowhere instead what we do have is fucking churches and priests and pastors every little fucking while uh, touching kids 
inappropriately sexually like they're just that's what they're doing uh they have their fucking priorities fucked up they got me fucked up because again i live in this fucking world i'm here they got bone to pick with fucking every fucking part of the world whether you're 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 fucking gay whether you're fucking uh a woman for that matter you know they, they don't want you to have an abortion whether they fucking they don't fucking help in times of crises uh there's too many fucking people out there stealing shit the church simply does not give a fuck they simply don't give a fuck or they give a fuck about the wrong fucking things they got their priorities all fucking backwards fuck them and it's just one of these things like again it goes this track blinding faith just hit the other day and upon listening to it like two or three times through it, I was like, yeah, this shit bangs. This shit bangs. Like, it's it's a banger. But then, like, I was like, well, let me look at the lyrics real quick, see what the fuck is going on. And I, upon reading the lyrics, I once again, Knock Loose was like, I was like, you know what? This is the best band right now. Like, I can't think of a better band. Now, I like bands. There is some fucking great bands in existence. You can't string. My favorite... One of my favorite bands. Bleeding Through is coming around. Throwdown is coming back. Hopefully, they come to California soon. These are some of my favorite bands. But the best band currently in existence right now... Uh, I, I don't even see it even being close. No, Nobody's touching Knock Loose. That fucking sad-ass music and sleep token that people are trending about... That's just a fucking... A flash in the pan, bro. That's just a fucking... That's just a, dr- a drop in the bucket. They'll be they'll be out of fucking rotation soon enough. And... The champion music is knock loose. Uh, again, every kid, every... You know, I could just go back to being in high school, junior high. Every, you know... The heavy metal community that exists probably in that arena... They probably heard Sleep Token, and it sounds like shit. And if I was in junior high or middle school, and I would know, oh, this is just a fucking TikTok band. Fucking posers, like, you know, Spirit Box is a TikTok band. And there's so many fucking TikTok bands out there. Um, and I, and I, nothing against Spirit Box. I actually enjoy, uh, again, that's part of the, like, I enjoy spirit box songs they don't enjoy their whole catalog you just enjoy select songs um and that's because they played it right in the beginning too they're a very heavy band and then you got sleep token that just came out with some bullshit you got ghost just comes out with bullshit and i just know if i was in junior high or high school i know those bands would have been fucking i would have labeled them as sellouts and posers it's just one of those things i i I um I fullheartedly believe that you know I would have known where the music is at. I would have known that fucking Knock Loose is probably the best band in existence and it's not particularly leaving close. And I like a lot of other bands. Um but it's not even particularly close. It's so fucking like crazy how good they are how heavy the message 
that, that I mean, it, they're not only the best man, but they're they're in the arena of who the fuck. You know, a while ago, Joey Jordanson and Slipknot stated that they writ they wrote Slipknot wrote the heaviest album ever in existence in Iowa, and at that time, it may have been one of the heaviest albums ever put to paper, pen, and and audibles, auditory, whatever you want to call it, music was some of the best. And at that time, I was high on Slipknot. Uh, so high, as a, fact, as a matter of fact, I couldn't believe that an album like that existed and, and it was it was at my time to shine. And much like Slipknot, old Slipknot, everybody had some fucking opinion of Slipknot. Oh, they got nine members. What's the point of three drummers? Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 motherfucker. Blah, blah, blah. And now everybody's, you know, not only fueled Slipknot's uh, you know mystique about them or if you knew how good it was you know and everything that they were doing and people were why are they wearing masks and why there's so many why that and whatever the fuck you know I defended them to the T like I didn't want to hear nobody fucking talk shit about Slipknot because I was like you're fucking stupid Oh, they have a DJ in there. That's stupid. Like, you don't, you just don't understand how fucking heavy they are, how fucking heavy and wild they are. And you, you didn't get, you didn't see it then. And you know, flash forward twenty years, you know, I have since done a one eighty on them, but they are no longer that band. They have since strayed so far away that it's embarrassing. But here we are with Knock Loose and Blinding Faith. And again, I think this album might be the one. This I think it is going to be the one. When it drops, all the people who have that negative shit to say about, well, he sounds like fucking Mickey Mouse if he was doing metal. Or his vocals suck. Or da-da-da-da-da-da. They're fucking hardcore. Blah, 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 bitch. Fuck you. Uh... I should take fucking names of you stupid motherfuckers. Um, because they just, it's what it is. I think they're going to about ready to pop the top off in the entire metal fucking industry. Because um, it's coming. That The song is so fucking good. Uh, easily. And that's just because, and I don't even know if that's going to be the best song. I hope this album just completely decimates every fucking everything I hope it doesn't even fucking I hope it's relentless now I will hold my tongue there and say I don't I mean I'm not gonna say that this is gonna be the best album the heaviest album all time ever but it the way the band is trending the way things are set up this could be an album of the ages this could be one of them albums that motherfuckers never forget like uh, Perseverance by Haybreed. You know, this is love. This is murders. It could be. Um, oh fuck! There's so many albums. It could be that. This could be their Iowa. This could be it. And, and I kind of think it is, because now they're knocking on the door of, of fucking who's the heaviest band to. And their fucking sets are punishing 
uh, this tour that they're embarking on in support of the album and just the amount of eyeballs that, and they're doing it the right way because they didn't come out with no sellout shit they checked that off the box they didn't fucking uh, ease up off the heavy gas and try to do some soft vocals and they may and they may eventually but they haven't yet uh, the politicking around going around that band um, they're you know they got we got Slaughterhouse One Chris Motion is completely 180 from what they are you know and somehow that worked and the big metal bands I think you know fuck all the big metal bands again fuck every fuck Slipknot you know fuck all of them fuck the promoters fuck all of you Knock Loose is the biggest fucking band and fuck every hater out there that's not just in the movement fuck you too uh, I got my championship flag posted. It's right there. This is my team. This is, these are the goats right now. Uh, you might not like it, but it's too fucking bad. It's what it is. Your shitty fucking band, uh, whoever the fuck you are, just is not making anything on that level. Your band is shitty. You're just not making any fucking thing of fucking value. On a fucking level, you're just not. It's that fucking good. Uh, and there's just, the lyrics in there are just fucking sending me, bro. In the in in the song "Blind Faith," and I've been talking about it for a minute, but the lyrics in there are fucking sending me. You know, again, I deny the church. Uh, bend the knee, son of God. Breathe, breathe, motherfucker. Uh. Them sick gutturals. It just fucking like every fucking thing I want. I want music. It's just fucking hitting them nose, bro. I don't know, like knock loose again. I don't know how many times I'm fucking gonna come on this podcast. How many times I gotta fucking say it? How many fucking times I gotta fucking just see shit and just be like yo knock loose is the fucking the wildest shit ever like uh, you know I don't know and I think most people that have even took a gander they know most people most people know I don't know why the knock loose has any haters but if you're a hater and I fucking see you in real life fuck you I'll tell you to your face fuck you um Anybody talking online, fuck you too. Talking that shit. I, I'm on. I got my own fucking platform too, motherfucker. I got my own TikTok. I'll fucking do what I gotta do to uh, get my point across too. Like you're stupid. Uh, you know. I don't know. It's just what it is. Like I'm all in on that and that aspect. And this might be my last all in of all time ever. This might be my last all-in. Um, I've, I've gone all-in on a lot of bands a number of times. And, you know... You know, whether it was Slipknot, whether it was Bleeding Through, whether it was Hatebreed, you know, currently Knocked Loose, whether it's the Acacia Strain, like... Some of these bands just do some of the most amazing shit ever. 
I'm in my golden era. I've got 25 fucking years of heavy music under my belt. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I know what the fuck I'm listening to. I just know. I just know that... You know, I I do listen to a lot of other music too. To, to cut. You know, so that way I can get a fresh palate cleansing. But that heavy metal is my arena. Uh, and I stay on it, you know. Everything from uh, heavy hitters from Florida. Spy, you know. Fucking Paleface from uh, Switzerland. You know, Enterprise Earth. Kublai Khan, fucking the Acacia Strain, Dying Wish is also on the rise. Um, everything from Ginger, Baby Metal. I mean, I listen to everything. I li- Entheos, As I Lay Dying. You know, that's kind of an interesting tour. As I Lay Dying, Chelsea Green, and El- Entheos. It's a very interesting tour there. Um, and it's just what it is, man. I mean, like, I got my foot on. Slaughter to the Prevail also dropped a song which I thought was an okay song. Uh, a little short, a little short in the tooth there. Uh, he needs a better lyricist. I don't know if he's writing his lyrics or what, but he needs a little bit of help there because I felt like they were going for something at the end and they just. He's like. Something about your fat fucking conflict. I was like. Mm. Okay. Like, that's not a good one-liner. Like, he should have asked for a little bit. He should have... It's like, it's just me and you in this fat fucking conflict. Like, alright, bro. Like, you had it. You just word it differently. Maybe he could have just said, fuck you, you fat motherfucker. And then, like, that would have been better. I probably would have, but I mean... I don't know what he said. This fat fucking conflict. I don't, I don't really get what he was going for. But anyways. That's besides the point. I listen to a lot of shit. Uh, this sick new world festival has got a lot of shit. That's going to happen. Might be one of the best. On assembling of bands I've ever seen. Uh, and that's saying a lot. Because it's, there's bands I don't want to see there. And I might just see them anyways. Uh, but it's crazy Diabolically crazy um, We'll see You know Again Knock loose is the shit Fuck you If you're a hater Fuck off uh, In general You know Anyways I'll get this posted up later And we're gonna come back We're gonna talk about Some other shit um, On the next episode Laters.